Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Mason Rudolph, but let's keep it a buck at the fan here in the building. 
I don't foresee Mason Rudolph getting dealt. Uh, Davis Mills of the, of the Houston Texans, a guy who we saw a lot of from last year, but with the emergence and the drafting of uh, quarterback C.J. Stroud, uh, the likelihood of him seeing the field is slim to not. There's a couple other teams that can use a quarterback. Um, those are the three names that I, that, that, that I saw. Uh, but before I even get cracking real quick, I did see my man in the building, man, Mr. Harvey. What's going on, sir? How we doing today? What's up, Mr. Man? Harvey, if you're talking, you're on me, sir. There you go. Hey, man. what's up, man? How are you this evening? You know what? I'm better than I was last week, dog, man. I swear to goodness, man. I, I, I gutted it out, but Lord have mercy, I felt like I was on death door. And my wife was making all kinds of fun of me because she's all pregnant and whatnot. And I was like, listen. Is this what it feels like to be pregnant? And, you know, she said a couple words that I'm going to leave off air. But I'm, it feels good, though, man. How are we doing? Mr. Harvey? Yeah, I can't really complain, man. I'm uh, I'm disappointed with my football team. But other than that, uh, I'm doing all right, Bunch. Uh, Just ready to get to work. Me, I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you talk all about it, but I wanted to kind of start with a little bit of a teaser, so to speak. Uh, as I said before you popped in, uh, by the time we reconvene next week, the trade deadline would have came and went. Um, I went through the quarterbacks um, off of the list that I had populated. Um, I saw that, um, again, Jacoby Brissett, Mason Rudolph, Davis Mills are the top three Um quarterbacks that are being mentioned. Um, obviously, Case Keenum is a backup. Uh, Josh Johnson um, and Huntley from the Baltimore Ravens are likely unavailable. So uh, do you foresee any team making a move for a quarterback? And if so, who do you think makes the move? Once yeah, again, if you're talking I mean, to me. No, so you said so a list of all these different quarterbacks. Uh, sorry, is that right as a uh, – Right, as I jumped in, my, my son wanted to tell me something. I always got to make time for the kids. <laughs> uh, I say, I say, no. What, what I was saying, what I was saying was Jacoby Brissett, Mason Rudolph, Davis Mills, uh, Case Keenum, um, along the names of car, quarterbacks on current rosters uh, that could potentially be dealt. Obviously, uh, Huntley and, and Johnson from the Baltimore Ravens are not going to be dealt per. Uh, hardball. So, if you were a team, would you come calling for either one of these guys, or would you try to find a veteran? I know that uh, you still got Matt Ryan trying to jump into the league. You still got uh, Carson Wentz out there trying to jump onto a squad. Um, and there, I mean, we we talked here about a couple teams that could particularly use a, a back a decent quarterback. So, if you're a team, would you call for one of these guys, or would you just let you know leave the quarterback position alone? This trade deadline. I mean, I mean, it depends on the team that we're talking about. Like, I mean, if I were, if I were the New Orleans Saints, I'd work them all out if I could. Uh, but no, I mean, <laughs> um, you know, out of all the ones you mentioned, none of those backups really uh, appeal much to me. I mean, Hundley, but Baltimore is not trading him. Um, you know, I, I, we saw some flashes from Davis Mills um, here and there. I think Jacoby Brissett is uh, a game manager that's, you know, been around for a while. So, 
I mean, we kind of know what he is, but, you know, there's a reason why none of these guys are starters. None of these guys really, you know, move the needle for me. And so, I mean, to me, the only reason to upgrade at the quarterback position is to try to make the playoffs. In a draft that's going to be so deep with quarterbacks, uh, why would you do that? And if if any of these guys are serious upgrades to your your quarterback room, then you're probably not a playoff team anyway, right? So no, I don't. None of these guys really excite me. That none of these guys would I pull the trigger for. I mean, uh, you know, if you got some extra picks and you could get like one of them at a six or a seven, and maybe these, you know, to me. Uh, the only thing that one of these quarterbacks would do would be the same thing that they're doing in the current positions that they're in now. And that is provide Mm -hmm. a little bit of depth and maybe be somebody that can throw some passes for me, like in OTAs and stuff. And you know what I mean? Like in the off season. So for me, it's all about assets at this point. So, I mean, I would be more likely to give a, a Matt Ryan or a Carson Wentz, a look before I gave up assets um, to get, you know, quite honestly, a guy that's not good enough to start on some of these teams that have a triple. I can respect it. I can respect it. I think in your case, and breaking news, I'll get to you in a second, sir. Um, I, I think honestly, for, for, for all intents and purposes, if you're looking at a guy like Jacoby Brissett, um, and you set him up in the right situation, I'm, I'm going to keep it a whole buck with you. Like, I would love to see Jacoby Brissett in New Orleans, you know, running around with, you know, that that type of outfit. I, I would love to see Jacoby Brissett uh, have an opportunity to start um, and, and do work potentially in Las Vegas with, with the Raiders. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't gotten it done. He's been hurt. Um, turnover magnet when he's been in the game, and you got Brian Hoyer, um, you know, out there running around, and he's about as old as me. So I, I'm not too sure um, – what quarterback could get moved? Breaking news. I mean, welcome to the building, sir. You know, I'm talking quarterback. I'm talking quarterback now who could potentially get moved or traded at the deadline. You heard what Mr. Harvey had to say, sir. What say you about a potential uh, trade for a potential quarterback? And I'm I'm running through the receivers and the running backs here in a second, but um, you know, do you see any of these quarterbacks getting moved uh, to a new okay. team before we reconvene next Tuesday? Well, what's up, fellas? Um, I I think I think Harvey's I think Harvey's pretty much on the money here. Like, I don't know if any of the guys you named are like, you know, uh, real upgrades. One guy that I do like, and I know that he's cooled a little bit, but just because I think he has just enough wiggle, and he is kind of a quote unquote career backup, and he's a guy that you had for a while, serious there in uh, in, in Steel Town. I kind of like Josh Dobbs. I mean, if you consider what he's done with a bottom five roster in the NFL and, and, and how competitive they've been in a lot of the games that they've played this year, um, like, I just, I, I feel like he's got, like, a certain moxie about him. Uh, I feel like he's, you know, capable of moving, you know, moving the ball. He's, he's a solid quarterback. He's not, he's probably not going to be the reason you win. But he's also probably not going to be the reason you lose. So, like, if I had to pick a guy like that, 
to potentially add that, you know, so you don't end up in a situation like the Niners did, you know, last year where you were on your fourth quarterback and he gets injured and now you're, you know, trying to run your halfback as your quarterback in the NFC championship game. I kind of liked him the most out of like those journeyman type guys. But let's keep it a buck for John. I mean, John Dobbins, I mean, again, he, I don't think he's the reason why the Arizona Cardinals are, you know, with the record that they have. But, you know, I'm not too sure the Cardinals would trade him. Um, and anybody, they may look to trading Kyler Murray, who is, you know, making a, a chomp at the bit to come back, um, started working on it and everything. So he may be returning sooner rather than later. Um, I just don't foresee Josh Dodger on the move, but I like where your head's at. Um, moving on, uh, sir, to, to the running backs, uh, this this list is rather long. I'm, I'm not going to name everybody, but I'm going to start at the top. Uh, you got Saquon Barkley from the Giants. You got, you know, uh, Foreman with the Bears, Dalvin Cook, uh, Dearness Johnson with the with the Jaguars currently. Um, I mean, if you want to mention anybody else, you know, Elijah Mitchell for, for the Niners. Uh, you know, who I think has probably fell out of favor more so now, especially with the emergence of Mason um, in, in that RB2 role. You got you got Dalvin Cook also being linked here to potential trade. Um, so you foresee any running back potentially uh, getting dealt and moving? If so, who do you think he'd be a good fit? Berkeley, uh, I'll come right back to you, sir. <clears throat> well, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Listen. There, there's, there's a lot of rumblings. <clears throat> how much, how much of those rumblings do we really want to consider, right? Because, you know, here's the thing. Tennessee looks horrible. They just traded off their two-time Pro Bowl safety. What's to say that they don't move Derrick Henry? I mean, I mean, if you're if you're two and four and and you're and you're mailing it in. Do do you really need Derrick Henry? Do you really need that that contract, that price tag, when you got Spears behind him that you really want to find out, you know, kind of quote unquote what he can do? I mean, you mentioned it yourself. I mean, I think Saquon Barkley is the gem of of that crop. He can do everything. He's a star back, but he's also not only going to cost you a ton in cap space, not only this year but in the future, but he's going to cost you draft compensation as well. So um, it, it's really hard because with running backs, me personally, I feel like every team wants a, a, a thunder and lightning type of situation. Somebody that can run hard between the tackles and maybe a guy that, you know, is maybe a little bit better running on the outside. It's really hard to find uh, a, a back that can do all that and catch, which is, you know, the reason why they, you know, they say, a franchise back or a complete back is is kind of hard to find, but um, yeah, I mean, outside of the guys that you named, um, like I said, the only other guy that I would maybe add to that list, just given the situation and the record and all that, and I know it's kind of shocking, but I, I wouldn't be completely shocked if Derrick Henry was on the move either, and I think he's definitely somebody that could could help uh, a contending team, obviously, especially between the tackles. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Derek Henry that... because he's a guy who he, he he he's definitely a guy who I actually think um, might end up getting moved. I mean, he his name has been brought up 
a, a lot over the past few seasons um, as a guy who's on the decline, as a guy who, um, you know, his, he had, he's up for contract next year. Um, so, you know, the, the Tennessee Titans do not look to, 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 to pay anybody. We saw what they did with, with A.J. Brown, the, the current receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. So, um, Tom will tell Harvey, talk to me. I heard you wanted to jump in there. Sorry, the Lions. I would really put a lot of thought into Derrick Henry. Um, and, you know, to me, Dalvin Cook is a guy that he's not on a rich contract. And, you know, th- at this point, we've talked about sort of the fact that running backs have sort of been undervalued at times. And so some of these guys you can get, I mean, Derrick Henry's going to cost more. But some of these guys you can get without really stretching your salary cap too far. Um, but Dalvin Cook's a guy that I think about. I think the Lions really need a between-the-tackles type runner to complement Jameer Gibbs. Um, because when David Montgomery's on the field, he's great. But he's already missed, you know, had a couple of different injuries just in the first half of the season. Um, I think the Saints need a physical running back, but the Saints need a lot. Um, you know, Miami's got so many of them, but the question is, you know, who can they keep uh, keep healthy? Um, but, and then, you know, and, and I'm going to shoot this back to you, Sirius, as you're asking questions, because I know that, you know, Jalen Warren has been better for them. If you're the Steelers, do you consider trading Najee Harris? You know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I, I'm not opposed to moving on from Najee. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, as a fan, I'm, I'm sick and tired of watching what I've been seeing from him on, on a on a on a week in week out basis. I would love to get somebody with some pop in there. Um, and again, it pains me to say this because I'm a Najee Harris guy. You know, I, I sat here and beat the drum for Najee. Uh, when we drafted him out of Alabama, and uh, again, for for me, it's hard for me to judge Najee um, because of the offensive coordinator is so so bad. Like, I mean, he got in the end zone. This is the first time he got in the end zone all year, and we're sitting here at the end of week seven, going into week eight. You know, it, it, it's it's just bad how he's been running the football. So I would definitely entertain offers. Um, and listen, you know, if people want to come calling for Najee Harris. Now, I don't think Jalen Warren is a every-down back. Um, but, again, if we are able to get a Derrick Henry type or if we're able to go out there and think for the fence and get somebody like a Saquon or, or, or whatever, if you will, again, I, I, I would definitely entertain it. I would definitely entertain it. I don't want Dalvin Cook in there. I don't want something like a Dearness Johnson or a C.J. Spiller. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want anything like that. If we're able to swing for the fence and go out and get somebody like a, you know, Derrick Henry or a Saquon Barkley, I'll be cool with that to answer your question. Let me let me give you one more. I, I think the Dallas Cowboys need a physical runner. I like Tony Pollard. I think he's a good player. And, you know, Dallas, uh, I was really surprised to read that their third down efficiency has actually been pretty good, but their short yardage. They they're missing what they used to get from uh, Ezekiel Elliott, and that hammer that can get you you know that fourth and one or 
you know, that that one yard, you know, tough yard, just stick his head in there and, and, and pick up a yard or two for them. And I think uh, I think Dallas is a team that could really use a physical presence uh, and a compliment to Pollard there. I like Deuce Vaughn. I think it's a great story. I like, you know, I think he's pretty explosive. Uh, but I just don't think they have that physical runner that they were hoping to have. Like, I don't think Pollard is that guy. And one other thing that I, I do want to ask you, um, do you think there's a possibility that something's wrong with Najee that we just don't know about? Because this is not the same player we were watching a couple of years ago. Um, I think the issue with Najee Harris, and again, uh, you know, breaking news, you're more than welcome to chime in here. But I think the issue with Najee Harris is he hasn't figured out how to be an NFL runner yet. You know, in college, you can really use your speed and your looseness and break to the outside. Um, You don't have to, you know, pick a hole. You don't have to, you know, run through small windows and things of that nature. And everything that we've seen from him, he very seldom goes north and south. He can, you know, in college, he would always bring to the outside, jump over, uh, a, div, a defender and, you know, do all that sort of thing. So I don't think there's anything physically wrong with him as opposed to last year. I just think that's just his style, um, and he has yet to understand and learn, in my opinion, how to be an NFL-type runner. Tied that by the simple fact that, once again, my offensive coordinator is the worst in, in football, you know, maybe besides – you know what's going on in New York, but I, I, I'll leave that for for Zilla when he when he comes back. Uh, caller number is nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Locking on the Sports City Chefs. I do got a caller in queue. Caller nine a four seven seven number. What's going on, caller? Welcome to Sports City Chefs. How we doing this evening, sir? Doing well. Early hours of the morning. You're in the UK, serious. I'm just coming back in listening to you boys. It's great. So I thought I'd, I'd chime in. <laughs> what's going it's on, Rodri? How you doing, man? Long time no. Long time no hear from, sir. Yeah, good to hear your voices. I, I, uh, I, well, you know, I watching Monday Night Football last night. I'm sort of in that time zone now, so it's like coming up to two thirty a.m. And I thought I'll put the chefs on, listen to the boys, see what's going on. And yeah, you got my blood pumping at two thirty in the morning here in the UK. Okay. Awesome. Listening to you talking about, uh, listening to you talking about running backs. I think uh, Derek Henry's definitely on the move. What I love is Mike Rabel is he's give he's given Derek Henry a chance to win a championship. And I think if the if the right team comes along and offers Tennessee you know, the right the right deal, then he deserves I think as of what he what he's put his body through in Tennessee, I think Mike Rabel as a kind of coach will understand that Derek Henry deserves a championship. And I can see the Minnesota Vikings he's he'd be a perfect fit watching them last night. I mean, imagine Derek Henry and what he can do for for Kirk Cousins. And that offensive line last night was outstanding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I was, I'd like to pitch it right to you. Um, but you, you mentioned the Minnesota Vikings. We, we, we talked about Derek Henry being potentially on the move, breaking news. You kind of you kind of started this. What do you think his best fit will be? Well, I, like I said, I, I definitely think the Vikings. But with him, he's kind of a he just he just he just fits everywhere, doesn't he? I think like you sort of you build yeah, around yeah. him. I mean, right, what, right. what Tennessee have been doing is they they've been Tennessee are one of those teams that they run first team, right? And I think if you if you put him on that type of 
type of offense, then then, then you're winning. I mean, yeah, he's, any team really is a good fit. Definitely, definitely. Brian, what, what, what do you think, sir? If if I had to place him and listen, their running game has looked a whole lot better this year than than previous years. But if I had to Baltimore. place him, dream scenario, dream scenario, uh, I would put him on the Bills. They've always Good had decent O line. They've always had Josh Allen have to do everything. I think if Josh Allen had the ability to actually play action and it actually hold the linebackers, uh, you know, I, I think it would make not only that more dangerous, but I, I, I think that I think that Buffalo could actually like grind out the clock because they, you know, up mm-hmm. until they lost Milano and Traverius White, they're a very very physical offense and defensive team. Like I would say, I would put them right up there with, you know. And I know they just got their ass kicked, but right up there with the Niners, the Eagles, you know, as far as really, really physical teams. And that's what Derrick Henry is. That's what he he embodies. He's not gonna out you know, he's not gonna outrun a lot of people, but he will absolutely run people over. You know, Sean McDermott mm-hmm. is kind of an old school defensive minded guy. And to me that fit I mean, with the Buffalo fan base, with Bill's Mafia, I mean to me, it's it's like a no-brainer other than, you know, would Vrabel really do that to his, you know, would the protege do that to his former head coach, if you will, and, uh, you know, kick Henry <laughs> over uh, to the AFC East and basically torment Bill a couple times a year? That would be ideal, man. Mr. Harvey, talk to me, man. Mr. Harvey, uh, ideal landing spot since this Derrick Henry thing is starting to gain some traction here in Sport City, man. Where would you like to see him go? Yeah, you know, I like the Buffalo option. Uh, but like I said, I I like Detroit for him as well. Just mm-hmm. because they got they got a lot of speed to receiver position. Uh, you know, they got a, a wiggle guy in Khalif Raymond. They got uh, Armand on St. Brown. They got Jameson Williams on the outside. They got a physical tight end. Um, you got, to me, you got the uh, scat back, if you will, in Gibbs. And, I mean, we've seen Montgomery have some success for them running the ball, but he's not, he's not uh, durable. He's not always on the field. Um, and I like David Montgomery as a player when he's out there. But to me, this Lions team, listen, they just had a chance to go 6-1 and one for the first time since, you know, like 1956, since before our TVs had color. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you're 5-2 you're and two now, and, you know, don't get fooled uh, by, this, by this game in Baltimore. They had a bad, they had a bad day. It happens to everybody. Uh, I mean, Baltimore had 28 points before they had a first down. So, I mean, it was a bad day at the office, right? But this is still a very, very good football team. You give them a guy like Derrick Henry in that backfield who can bring you another physical presence. And much like you just said with Sean McDermott, you got Dan Campbell, kind of an old school, you know, tight, former tight end, but, you know, kind of smash mouth kind of guy. And you give him this to go along with all the toys that they have on the outside. Um, and to me, to me, that would be a very good fit for him. And for the Titans, it keeps him out of the AFC, right? Like, 
I don't know that that's as, as huge right. of a deal, uh, but but to me that's that's something to really put a lot of uh, to really that's you know something to put a lot of thought into. However, the the other thing that that I think about when it comes to this, you know, you know they they nicknamed the King Henry. I feel like that when it comes to Derrick Henry, Tennessee's gonna drive a hard bargain. It's almost gonna take a king's ransom, if you will, to get him. And so. Uh, looking at these teams, uh, you know, you you got to make sure that you're in a position to where you can afford whatever draft capital and whatever it is you have to give up to make this happen. Right. Um, but on a team like, listen, Buffalo's never had a championship. Uh, that you know they've been there so many times that's been well documented. We talked about how that window could be closing very soon. This this helps you keep it propped open. Uh, Detroit Lions, a team that. You know, they have not been this good in a long time. This is a good football team. They're still going to win that North easily. They're still going to be a playoff team. Um, and so, to me, these are two teams that should do whatever they could can to try to get this guy. Hey, Sirius, I got one more for Honest. you. I was just thinking about this. That, that yeah. to me, makes a ton of sense for a completely different reason. And, Robert, you can, you can, get, you can get super excited about this. How about this? Think about this. Think about having the luxury, the ability to turn around and hand off to Derrick Henry when you're up 14, just trying to bleed out the fourth corner. Could you yeah, imagine so Derrick? Hen- could you imagine Derrick Derrick Henry in a Chiefs uniform? Not not turning around handing hey. off to Isaiah, you know, Isaiah Pacheco, but turning Back around and handing pain. off to Derrick Henry, trying to close out games, trying to close out playoff games. Because really, let's be honest, in Kansas City. It's not about winning cha- uh, divisions. It's about winning championships. And the only team they've had a real hard time with, as you guys know, is Cincinnati. Uh, and, and, and the running game has honestly been a little bit of that issue. And I, I think it makes a ton of sense. I mean, there's a bunch of good runners out there we haven't even touched on. I like Rashad Penny quite a bit. I like Michael Carter quite a bit. I mean, there's a bunch of guys out there, but I just think – for, for that offense and the fact that they play ahead, just like what the Colts used to do when they had Manning, where they would get smaller, quicker defensive ends because they knew they were going to be playing with the lead. It's kind of the same type of philosophy. Like Pacheco's great as a scat back, as a change of pace guy, but there's nothing, there's no comparison in the fourth quarter up by 10, turning around, handing off to Derrick Henry, needing two yards on third and two. Like, there's no question I'd rather be handing it off to him than Pacheco in that type of scenario. And that is definitely one element that's definitely missing from that Chiefs offense. You know, I'm going to keep it all buck with you. Kansas City is is, is a team that I I thought about. But when you start talking about running backs, you don't want to mention Kansas City. Honestly, for me, I mentioned it earlier. It's Baltimore. It, it really is Baltimore, you know. It, he, he he is tailor made for for that type yeah. of offense, yeah. you know. No 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 longer do they have to you know rush out, you know, you know makeshift backs that that don't get it done. Um, you know Justice Hill and you're battling the situation with Dobbins and you know you know whatever other back is decide to run out there. Um, you sit back, you sit King Henry back there with Lamar Jackson, Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews, and if they get any type of any type of help from Aguilar or, or Odell, whatever the case may be, 
this Baltimore Ravens team is going to be very difficult to stop because literally you can't, you know, you can't stack the box. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, Zay Flowers are going to fly by you and you can't back them up because King Henry and Lamar Jackson. Like, who are you going to stop on the goal line? Who? You're not going to stop Lamar Jackson because he's going to shake you out of your shoes and you're not going to be able to stop King Henry because he's going to run you over and put you in the front seat of the bleachers. Like, I'm, I'm not sure why DeCosta and these guys are not making this phone call right now because it will make the most sense. And, and it, 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 it will drive me crazy. Why did you talk to me, man? How do you feel? Yeah, I like I like what, what you're both saying. I, I think I, I just, like for some reason, Marion Barber came to mind when he, when he was playing with the Dallas Cowboys and just closing out games and Brian was talking. I think he'd be ideal to do that. Just imagine, like Brian said, like 14 points up. You, you, but the thing is, and the running backs, the value of the running back situation is is out of control right now, isn't it? And um, I think like Derek Henry and having a fullback and that power game is going out of fashion. He can sort of definitely bring it back a little bit, but um, in my, in my opinion, he's he's just one of those players that you know give him a half a yard and he can take it take it to the house. And I think he's just so valuable to anybody. Um, what what about the Eagles? You know. Why not? Like imagine him and, and Swift, and behind you know behind that the brother, brotherly shove and add him in as well. You know it's just any right. like any team he goes to he just makes him instantly bet. I think, um, but yeah, definitely as a closer and he does fit Baltimore's attitude and what everything where everything the Ravens are about, and uh, yeah, both good calls. I like I like I like them both. Yeah, yeah. Call number is nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. What's up? I was just going to say, by the way, the uh, Diamondbacks just tied it up in the fifth. It is now 2-2 in game seven. There's a history of of Tennessee players going to Baltimore later in their career. I mean, you think when they tore it down the last time they made their Super Bowl run, the number one seed the next year. So many of those guys, not only McNair, but Samara Gold, Derek Mason, all those guys ended up in Baltimore. Um, so I could see that, and then, you know, to the point about Kansas City, I mean, gosh, what a what a way to ice the game, and he doesn't have to be sort of the the bell cow back there. And here's the deal: as low as Pacheco was drafted, and as low as he is, you don't have to get him, you don't have to uh, take him off the roster. I mean, and so if you don't do anything past next year with Henry. You still have Pacheco, who can continue to be there. It's not like you. Um, it's not like you have to sacrifice him, um, unless he's part of the trade package. But um, Pacheco is not very costly, right? He was what a six-round draft pick, and uh-huh. so so, and he's only in his second year, so he's not making a lot of money. So, I mean, you you could still hang on to him, and him still be a, another option in your backfield and a guy that. I mean, so they still got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on that roster, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has only made two or three um, productive runs in the league since he left LSU. So, um, right, right. It, it's it's not like it would uh, it would it would cost him. Uh, you know, you wouldn't even have to give up your future to do it. I'm not sure what the what the Chiefs are doing with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He he's another guy who potentially could get moved. Um, but I digress. I wanted to talk a little bit about this receiving core here. Um, there's, there's, there's a slew of receivers that completely get moved. 
Um, the, the, the Raiders said they're not moving Devontae Adams. I think that's more coach speak than anything. I think if the right deal comes, they get moved. Um, Hollywood Brown, Jerry Judy, another guy whose name has been brought up as a potential trade candidate. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who just signed this offseason. Again, Tennessee Titans. Um, the school of Giants receivers, uh, Rondell Moore. Do you see, you guys see any receivers potentially getting moved? Um, and if so, where? Uh, and Mr. Harvey, I'll start with you, sir. Uh, with me? No. Uh, uh, right, yeah, so to me, uh, just looking around the league, I, I think that, you know, it, it wouldn't be Hollywood Brown. But the Ravens are another guy, another team that I think could use another receiver. Uh, and I say that because if everybody's healthy, fine. I love what Zay Flowers does. I love what Mark Andrews does. Uh, Odell Beckham's been a hurt in every game except for this last one. Uh, you know, he continues to go down. Uh, I, I like what I – I was impressed with what Minnesota was able to cobble together uh, without Justin Jefferson. Uh, but – so I don't really think you necessarily need to look at them, but to me, I, I look at teams that are inefficient on the, on the outside right now. Uh, I, you know, I would say the Giants, but at the same time, you'd be making moves for later years uh, for them because that, this is not a playoff team this year, right? So um, as far as uh, contending teams, you know, I don't know with what just happened with, uh, you know, Justin Ross's deal. Uh, you know, I think Kansas City is another team uh, that could use another option on the outside. Um, and I think DeAndre Hopkins is a guy that could really fit well uh, in Kansas City. Yeah, De- DeAndre in Kansas City almost makes too much sense. I was actually shocked. That that move didn't get done this off season, but I'll save that for another day. Uh, Roger, man, I'll come to you, sir. Uh, there's a bunch of wide receivers that uh, potentially could get moved, man. Uh, anyone kind of perk your interest? Yeah, there's two of them actually, but one that I think is is a it can be an elite receiver in the league, and that's Jerry Judy. I, I didn't like what Steve Smith said about him last week. Um, I was quite quite disappointed. I like Steve Smith. I think he believes in Jerry Judy. Um, I just don't. I just don't fit, fit, think uh, Judy fits with with Sean Payton and, and that scheme. I think he's, you know, when he's at Alabama with De- with Devontae Smith and you know Jalen Waddle and you know they had they had that the, the Henry Ruggs as well um, who's in prison now. But when when they were when they were all together, they were fantastic. And I could see like Judy again if, if Howie Roseman is on the phone from Philadelphia. And can you imagine, like, they just brought Julio Jones into Philly. They bring Judy in as well. And, like, that, that that's a tough team to stop then, I think. But um, there's him. And then, and then there's another one. It's Hunter Renfro in, in uh, Las Vegas. Like, I don't think uh, Josh, mm-hmm. Josh McDaniels knows what he's doing there, to be honest with you. And I don't think he has a clear out to use Hunter Renfro. I think Hunter Renfro could go to somewhere like Buffalo, um, where he'd be ideal and take over that Cole Beasley role. Or maybe Dallas, but he's he's a player that's just being wasted at the moment, I think. And uh, but Jerry Judy and, and Hunter Renfro to me are both players that's you know got a lot to offer still in their careers, and hopefully they get a shot get a shot somewhere. Yeah, I feel you. 
Uh, breaking news, I'll, I'll come to you here in a second, but we do got TP in the building. Mr. Thomas is going on, so how we doing, Stephen? I done took off a blazer. It's loose enough to tie. <laughs> Step aside. The kitchen timer is alive. They got they got rosary in the kitchen. Smashing. 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 They got the guy from across the pond in here. I love it to pieces. Right, Rosary? I love it to pieces. Love you, bro. Um, Can you hear your voice, man? Oh, uh, um, yeah, continue. I, I mean, uh, what, what receivers did you guys say were on the move? I don't, uh, Rodney, I disagree. I don't think that uh, the Raiders will let go of Renfro. I, I think Renfro's he's stuck in Vegas, especially with Devontae being upset. So if, if Devontae stays a go, he he definitely needs that attention underneath. But <clears throat> there, there's a couple teams like with Debo being out. What about San Fran? They may need a piece because they look different without Debo. Like, shoot. The Lions, right. they just lost Marvin Jones. They lost Marvin Jones Jr. for however long. He's having family issues. He's stepping away from the game. So <clears throat> the Lions may need another receiver, too. It's like a couple of teams that need receivers right now. Just wondering what names are out there on the docket that are ready to go. Like, um, to be honest, I, I, I'm going to be kind of brutal. Um, D-Hop, as much as everybody, including myself, I wanted him on Detroit. But it's like he hasn't even – done anything impressive to be in Tennessee right now, even though he's with Tannehill. That's, like, the only thing that's not fair is, like, it's Ryan Tannehill with the ball, and he ain't going to do too much with it. But it's like D-Hop is, like, withering away, man. So I, I don't know how much you could get out of him out of these last couple of seasons in that body. But, you know, that's just to do it quick as possible. Well, Tom, let me see you a look here. I can't hear you. Say it again. Hold on one second. Let me feed you the list uh, real quick, uh, receivers, and then we can go back to talking about uh, Derrick Henry potentially going to Detroit. Uh, my man Mike was beating that. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. wait, wait, wait. Okay, we can Derrick Henry did what? So, wait, wait, sorry, stop, 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 stop. Derrick Henry did what? So, essentially, I was talk- we, we, we were talking about the free agents, not free agents, the possible trade candidates uh, for next week's trade deadline. Uh, and Derrick Henry's name got brought up. So the question was, what do you think he fits best? Um, you know, oh. I said Baltimore. Um, you know, I think um, Breaking News said Kansas City's an interesting landing spot. My man, Mr. Harvey, was beating the drum for Detroit to go get Derrick Henry. Yeah, I, I thought it happened. I was about to say, whoa, what was I doing in that bar? Um <laughs> yeah, that, that. <laughs> no, because I'm, I'm watching the Lakers. I'm watching the Lakers get beat up bad. But um, it had been it had been crazy to see if Derrick Henry did come to Detroit. It had been a whole another ball game. But I don't know. It, it, it's just something about you know Brad Holmes doing the work that he did in the off season. But right now he's like staying put, like knowing that they need a corner and knowing that they needed. At least another uh, defensive end, because uh, as much as I like Kaminsky, they're not helping Aiden Hutchinson. It's really Aiden Hutchinson that stays in the backfield every game with no attention from the other side of the field. So, at least a corner and a defensive end. But if they could get, if they were able to pull out the hat to get Derrick Henry on that roster, <laughs> y'all, y'all might as well just turn my phone off. Like <laughs> cut me out. <laughs> Don't let me get that, please. Don't let me get that. Don't let me get that. 
Let us just leave us with David Montgomery and and Gibbs and let us struggle how we need to struggle. Because if he come, I don't even know what to say. Well, it's funny funny because I do have you guys in play to go out and get a potential edge rusher, but I'll save that for another another time. I was throwing as receivers with Isaiah. Uh, the first receiver, Devontae Adams, Hollywood Brown, Jerry Judy, Courtney Sutland, Renfro, as Rosie mentioned, uh, Rondell Moore. You got a plethora of different Giants receivers, but nobody wants them. Kendrick Bourne from the Patriots, DeAndre Hopkins, who we were just talking about. And then the last one on this particular list is K.J. Osborne, which I don't think can be moved now. Um, but any of those names? Uh, you know, you, you first see moving or you want to throw something else out there. Like, again, Dan Terry's name wasn't on the list. Breaking News just brought it out out of, out of nowhere. I think all of the names that you mentioned are immovable at this point in time. I think Bourne, especially with the little success that the Patriots put together right now, beating the Bills, like he's he's going to be one of the feature receivers. Um, I think all of them names stay. Devontae was just told that he ain't going nowhere as much as he could gripe and get mad about that situation. He's stuck in Vegas. You got to think how much money the Raiders gave him. Like, they, they ain't yeah. letting their prize possession go. They not That's not as much as he cried. And Derek was the reason he came. And Garoppolo's hurt. And he, they, so what? Tuck it up or retire. That, that's, <laughs> that's the same way they happened to Barry, man. When Barry was playing with the Lions, they get fed him. It was like he didn't get nobody else, and Barry retired. So uh, um, Hollywood Brown, I think he's a, a an interesting – you know, receiver for the Cardinals. I don't know if they let him go either because they they got they're working on a serious rebuild. So, it, it, I think all of the names that you did mention, I think they're staying still uh, to uh, further notice. That's how I feel about them. I and, oh, oh, and I meant to say, I meant to say, I meant to say, them Denver receivers. Those Denver receivers are damaged. They like brain damage. All of them is brain damage after what they just went through. That <laughs> they they're going through. Jerry Judy, they all got too much potential. All them Denver receivers got too much potential to be losing like that. They they can't be they can't light up the scoreboard like they come and play in the third and fourth quarter. Like you know, the, I think something happened in that locker room, or they don't like Sean Payton, or they don't like Russ. Something wrong, but they they they're shattered up top. Yeah, hey, serious. I feel it. I feel it. Rick, yeah, talk to me. Yeah, so two things. Number one. Arizona's up 3-2, bottom of the fifth. Just got to throw that out there. A lot of people wow. said my boys weren't going to come back. Ooh. That's my – the team Wait, I'm rooting for right whoa, now. Your in the, in the playoffs, relax. Your boys. They wind it back. They were down 3-2. I told you they were going to win and pull it out. You know that. Texas already has. Now we're just rooting for the Texas Diamond – the Ranger Diamondback series where we ain't got to see Phillies. We ain't got to see Houston a ninth time. We, it's it's, it's, it's the, the resetting of the universe. But I got an interesting name for you. And listen, you got to dig a little bit deeper, right? Like sometimes you, you got to go off the list, off the beaten path. If I'm going to trade for a receiver to make a run, now he may have lost a step. So one of you, some of you guys may go, no, you're crazy. But I'm just going to tell you, if, if I'm going to look for a receiver that I think can come in, I need somebody that's reliable, that's done it. I, I'd probably go to Carolina, and i talk to him about Adam Thielen. I, I think that dude can still play. He's on a shit team. Mm-hmm. And you put him mm-hmm. in the slot, 
oh man, he he is going to yeah. terrorize terrorize mm-hmm. the defenses. He's the guy of the receiving group of the receiving core. As, as Ty mentioned, I don't think Devontae Adams moves. I'm not in love with either of the Denver receivers like a lot of people are. Rondell Moore, if you just needed a pure speed guy to take the top off, great. But if you want a possession guy to move the chains, for me, and they ain't on anybody's list, look at Breaking News giving you guys something fresh here in the <laughs> kitchen. You ain't going to find this on the PFS list. I'm looking at Adam Thielen. Look at, they're, they're trying to get younger there. They brought him in to be a target for Bryce Young. They haven't developed the chemistry. I think Thielen still has it. You go back and look at what he's done over the course of the last three years before he went there, there ain't no way he fell off that big of a cliff. He's the guy that I would target. He's actually doing good this year. I got him fantasy. He puts up points. Thielen is putting up points on that team. He is putting yeah. up points. He's doing work. He's doing mm-hmm. work. Yeah, he's getting he's doing work. He's getting open like he's getting open like he's back, you know, in his first few years with Minnesota. I think like the Vikings just gave up on him type of thing. He was slowing down, and you, you could right. tell he was he was pissed off, right? And he he just gone there and he's completely proved everybody wrong again in his career. Which you, you look at his story. I mean, you talk about like a you know, a, a, a Tyson Bajan story. Adam Thielen's the same man, and he's, he's like like another one in in Carolina is Lavisca Chenault. I mean, you know, out of Pittsburgh, right? And he went to um, Jacksonville, drafted him. And he's he's just yeah, there, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. more like, a, like a running back type of yeah. receiver, but a, 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 a good a good player, good player. Like, and I mean, yeah, Adam Thielen, it's a good shout. It's a good it's a good shout. Breaking news, as usual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As per usual, yeah, man. But before we transition and start talking about these games, you got to pay some bills. Shout out to PHI Power for sponsoring this show and the rest of the other ones here on Sports City Network, man. Let's pay some bills real quick. This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's PHI Apparel. Dot C-O. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last. Shout out to PHI Apparel for sponsoring this show and the rest of the other ones here on Sports City Chef the Network, man. Definitely check them out. Uh, basketball season is in full swing. The Philadelphia Phillies are in a dog fight to get back to the World Series. Um, so, again, it's, it's, it's going to be fun, man. Uh, but definitely check out PHI Apparel. Uh, with that being said, gentlemen, the time has come uh, to, to talk about, you know, what took place last week uh, around the NFL. Um, and actually, I, 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 I'm going to come right to you first since you were the first one in here talking to me. Um, Mr. Harvey, man, the Jacksonville Jaguars last Thursday night, um, you know, pulled out a close one. I mean, you guys made it closer at the end. But uh, Jacksonville won that ball game, thirty-one to twenty-four. Um, honestly, for, for for me, sir, uh, Derek Carr, you know, was doing a lot of yelling at receivers. Um, I'm not sure if he and his guys were on the same page. If he was just mad at himself for missing some throws. Um, I mean, Camaro was effective in the passing game, not necessarily a running game. 
Um, and the thing is, you had your opportunities there. Um, you know, it was the other game. You had your opportunities um, even near the end there. But talk to me about it, dude, 31 to 24. And, cool. You know, you guys got some work to do. Yeah, a lot of work. Uh, and, you know, I I told you uh, last week on this show, I said they're about to go under 500 uh, for the first time this year on Thursday night. I knew this was going to happen. And the crazy thing is, is as bad as it as it looked, uh, you know, Foster Moreau had the opportunity to make a catch right there. Uh, they could have tied the game. But this team is awful in the red zone. It's terrible. All right, they're, they're 28th in the league uh, in the red zone. Uh, they can't convert. This is a Bush League offense. And the crazy thing to me is, even on some of the carries they give to Kamara, and I don't know if it's the play design or what's happening, but it's almost like he's already running up the tackles back. I don't know if it's he's not waiting for the, you know, the hole to open and being patient to hit the hole, or if it's just, you know, I know they've had some injuries on the offensive line or whatever, but this is a bad offense. Um, Pete Carmichael is showing you his inexperience uh, as the offensive coordinator. Uh, Derek Carr is missing open receivers all over the place. Uh, This is a a really, really hard uh, team to watch. Uh, you know, my who that fandom goes back to watching some very tough teams to watch. Like, uh, so unfortunately, the you know it, it's like a regress to the norm uh, for me over these last couple of years. But like, I mean, to me, his play, Derek Carr's play, has been about as bad as Trevor Semi Pro was. Uh, it's it's not good. I mean. So yelling at the wrong, yelling at the receiver for running the wrong route. I, so a couple of those things have happened, but when you are uh, an NFL quarterback, and especially when you are supposedly a veteran and all this, um, you, there, there's a thing called progression. There's a thing called reads. So if one receiver runs the wrong route. What you're just throwing it away like a petulant child. There's other routes on the field. There's other guys uh, to look at that throwing the ball to. Uh, Alvin Kamara has been reduced to kind of uh, just a dump off guy and like not using his explosiveness at all. This is a very tough team to watch. They're wasting a good defense. And uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of questions in that building. And then you got your number one receiver, driving 70 and a 35 and getting pulled over for reckless driving. Oh, so, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean there, there's, there's a, there's a lot of questions to answer in that building. We will see. I mean, the schedule does get a little bit lighter for them uh, moving forward. They got a road trip to Indianapolis followed up by uh, a few games that are very winnable games, but uh, they've got to write this shit pretty quickly um, if they're going to be anything, but I, I'm not impressed with Pete Carmichael. Uh, this is as bland an offense as what I've seen, what I've talked about with Mike McCarthy running in Dallas. And there's a lot of work to be done. And I honestly, I go back to what I thought even leading up to this season. Uh, Dennis Allen's not the guy to lead this franchise, and you don't have the right offensive coordinator in place. The sad thing is Dennis Allen's a good D coordinator, but he's not a head coach, and they don't have the right systems in place. Can, can I get an apology, please? 
I got a saying, and it goes like this. There's a lowly little town in a state called Nevada that's stirring up a lot of trouble in the world today. I'm telling you, nobody on this God's green earth would think the Patriots would win that game. Nobody. The Patriots got shut out at home. The Saints went in there and won by 30 points. Like every, And we talking bad about the Saints. We talking bad about Derek Carr and them. They went in there and beat the Patriots up. The Patriots beat the Bills. They beat the Bills. And the crazy part about this is, I got a lot of perspectives to point at. One, when do they get a running game? Enough is enough. I'm tired of it now, Buffalo. Like, it, you you can't keep just hiding them high, Josh Allen, hoping that he could sit in shotgun, watching the, the defense drop back, and that he could pick up five, seven yards when he wants to run, and that's your running game. He, You're going to get him drilled, and your 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 franchise is in trouble if that happens, if he gets pegged. Um for some odd reason, this passing game just isn't consistent with Diggs and Davis and, and Knox. Like, I, I feel like that's a trio of monsters that could get it done, especially up against a uh, ailing Patriots secondary. Rodriguez is out for the season. Like, they, they're missing one of their strong corners. How are you not lighting the scoreboard up at the end of the day? I, I Just like you said, serious, my questions are there in front of Josh Allen. I'm, I'm putting it at the feet of Josh Allen at the end of the day. And um, I, I know how hard it is in the world today. You know, especially with people with, you know, how, you know, inflation, things of that nature, and how people need jobs. McDermott is going to lose that job. He about to lose his job. It's about to happen. You keep playing around with a team that's this strong, so you mean that Milano and Tredavious White leave your defense, and now y'all are crap. Like, now, now you guys are crap. You guys can't stop the Patriots. I don't care if they are in Foxborough. I could care less if – Belichick is on his 299th win. Like, no, you you guys got to seal the deal. If you're trying to turn the corner and tell me that the AFC East is yours, which it should be, and now this is debatable. I don't know whose it is. It's really, to me, the Dolphins right now. Even though the Dolphins just lost to the Eagles, but the Dolphins are the cream of the crop in the AFC East right now. Buffalo is second second or third. Shoot, I, I say second. I ain't going to be disrespectful, but they, they're second in the division. But they, for a loss like that, I don't respect it at all, and I know me and Sirius have gone back and forth. Not back and forth, but, you know, talking about situations of how the people crapped on Cam Newton and how Cam Newton couldn't do this, Cam Newton couldn't do that. Josh Allen is up to the same stuff. Same stuff. No no Super Bowl appearance, no MVP, no nothing. Can't really win those big games. There's always pressure, and they leave him alone. Like, they, you know, he, he need to face the fire, too. Enough is that's that's a terrible loss for them at this point in time in the early, the second half or the or the second quarter of the season. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. You know, my position on the situation is this, and I mean, we we, we could throw this around because I definitely think there's going to be a difference of opinion. Um, I think that Josh Allen is one of these guys who played Patrick Mahomes well. Um, they lost, but he never he he, he never meets the expectation. He and Justin Herbert are the same guy. I'm, I'm, I, I, you heard me correctly. Josh Allen and Justin Herbert are the exact same guy. They fail to meet expectations when expectations are needed. You make your bread and you make your hay playing decent in a shootout game that you manage to fucking lose. You get yourself on the cover of that, and then you go out here and lose to a team that is professionally trying to tank their way to Caleb Williams. 
and it's a division opponent. Your defense can't stop anybody. You have no resemblance of a running game. Your quarterback can't protect the football to save his life. He leads the league as of right now over the past four years. Josh Allen leads the league in turnover. The brother, the, 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 the brother is not that good, and yet we put him on this freaking elite pedestal as if he is supposed to be Patrick Mahomes or Jason, as he's supposed to be a Joe Burrow or Jason. When has he ever beat these guys to win anything? Yeah. He hasn't. But yet this brother's on the cover of Madden talking about this, that, and the third. Justin Herbert, the same thing. Now, again, in my, in my opinion, Justin Herbert, he, 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 he's a victim of bad coaching. His coach is horrible. His coach yeah. is very, very bad. But at, the end of, but at the end of the day, Justin Herbert does not win ball games. He puts up stats. He's a fantasy football quarterback. But it's, it's, it's honestly about time that we honestly start holding Josh Allen and Justin Herbert to the same type of BS that we hold Cam Newton to back in the day, that we held Elon Manning to back in the day, that we held Big Ben to back in the day, that we're holding these other big-name quarterbacks. If Patrick Mahomes loses a game, God, the sky is falling. The, the, the Brock Purdy has lost two games in a row, and now we got people trying to call for Brock Purdy's job. At least the brother makes the NFC Championship game with one arm. The, the Philadelphia Eagles lose last week, and you got people trying to tell me that, that Jalen Hurts is a scrub. But yet, Josh Allen gets a pass? Hell no. I would, I would take... Talk to me, man. What? Tony Romo is right. Would... Tony Romo is another one. Regular season quarterbacks. Right, right. Peyton Manning. Well, that's another one. Ooh, don't you start that. Don't start hey, that. You know <laughs> don't you do that. That's another one. Brian, don't you do that. Hey, I'm going to do it. You might have two, but trust me. defense had to drag his ass to the second one. Good Lord, don't start with me. <laughs> I mean, boy, I can't. Boy, boy, you know I can't stand for your man, and boy, I will go crazy. Please don't Josh, start. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm be calm. I'm gonna press mute. Let me. Josh Allen ain't near about the, that that Peyton Manning was, uh, even whether you like him or not. And uh, what I will say is this: I, I said this at the end of last year, and I know they started off slow this year. But I still say this, in the next uh, year or two, there's not going to be any debating as to who's better between him and Trevor Lawrence. I really believe that. Uh, Josh Allen is not that he, – he's not that guy. You ask him to do too much. And, and to me, yeah, he plays Mahomes well and he plays good in some games. Uh, but, you know, just like, you know, the one game they had against the Dolphins this year, they, they beat him badly. Uh, but – that being said, Buffalo with Josh Allen also has a way of playing down to their competition. Um, and that's happened on a very regular basis. And this guy gets a pass. What? Because he finally has gotten Buffalo back to the playoffs uh, multiple times when they, you know, had a long drought. But no, nah, miss me with Josh Allen. I- I'll take Jalen Hurts uh, 10 times. Before I pick Josh out of the month, I'll take Jalen Hurts with his knee brace on. 
that he came out in the second half hit before I take Josh Hart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, don't, don't get it twisted. I think Josh Adams is a, is, 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 one, is, a, is a solid quarterback in this league. I, I will give him that. But people are trying to put this dude on a pedestal that he does not need to be on. Like, this brother is the cover of Madden right now. The cover of Madden for what? For what? The brother ain't made it out of the AFC championship yet. He hasn't done anything. I mean, he's, he's still a top 10 quarterback. He's he still a top 10 quarterback. Yeah, again, he is a top 10 quarterback in the league. I'll give, give him that. that. I, yeah, yeah. He's a top I, I 10 quarterback. I, 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 I will give you that, but at the end of the day, you shouldn't be losing the you and the Patriots the way you lost. Oh, that's, 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 a, that's a whole fact. That's a whole That's an entire fact. That is an entire fact. Jeez, Louise. Huh. Man. I can't. Can, look, look, can I'm going to challenge. Not, like, 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 I, I want to I challenge everybody here. Name studs on the Patriots defense. Like, name some studs. Name some. Judon. I need Judon. Judon up front in, in their pass rush game. Okay. One. He, I, don't think he, I don't think he's healthy, though. I think, I think he's out at the moment. But, but Adam, Adam, I, I, I just want you to just – I want to see how many names you come up with compared to Buffalo's offense. You see what I'm saying? Well, you got Jalen Mills, Gale, you know what I'm saying? Who? Yeah. You got, well, you got Jalen Mills and Jalen Peppers. Only one that I Wait, can serious, think of serious, with serious, you, Jalen Serious, 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 serious. Who? <laughs> <laughs> you're right. No, you're right. It's, it's always been the same. LSU <laughs> It's always been the same with New England, though, right? Even even now with Bruschi and Brable and Rodney Harrison, they're wondering who's going to go in the hole. But that, was, diff- that was a different that was a different Patriot team when they had Bruschi and and, and Brable in them. That was different. Like now, it's like you, know, need you, you need stars. You need stars now. Saying, like you you just ain't gonna go up there with the old Patriot way. You see it where it's not working. That that old Belichick system, they they slapping that yeah. around. No, you're right. I, I agree hundred percent. What I'm, what I'm saying is, back even back then, no, it was like nobody actually knew who those guys were. You know, they were all sort of retreads and, and scrubs from other teams. And uh, Bill just had a way of bringing them in and using them. And I think he, he, his methods just haven't changed, do they? Bill, Bill's methods just haven't changed. And to win 300 games in the NFL, I take my hat off to him, man. I, I, and after that, all the all the you know adversity recently and all the stuff I've been said doing recently, I thought that was a good win from Sunday. And but you're right, you know they they had no business winning that game. It was uh, none, no business, none. 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 And, and the crazy part of this, what um, the Bills that came back and took the lead and gave the lead back up. Like wait, what? Yeah. Like, I, you know, when you're I'm gonna be honest with you, boy, 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 well, I'm gonna be honest with you boys, and I've thought a lot about this, right? Like I've really thought about this. I think two things. Number one, I think Bill Belichick might listen to the Sports City Chefs. All that shit <laughs> that we talked last week, well, that, was, that was quite possibly that was quite possibly the greatest coaching performance yeah. uh, I've ever seen in my whole life. A, he looked he made Mac Jones look like a competent quarterback. The defense actually made he a few stops. Josh Allen. That's a fact. Well, well I understand. Matt Jones, Matt Jones outdoing Josh Allen—that's crazy. I get it, but you were just talking about Josh That's Allen being the 30th best quarterback in the league, so I'm not too worried about that. But I'm saying, <laughs> listen, uh, what I'm trying to get at is Belichick took 
We were literally just saying last week this is literally the abyss franchise. This is the worst franchise in the NFL with the worst quarterback situation. There's no talent. There's nothing. It's an abyss. And what do they do? They take that against one of the elite teams in the AFC, and maybe not too elite now, but before the game they were 4-2, and two, and they did just come off of beating Miami, and they scored 30 friggin' points. Unbelievable. Matt Jones, Matt Jones, I mean – Look at the stats. I think he had I think he had better numbers in this game than he did all season long. He's 25 for 30, 272 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, one sack, had the second highest passer rating in the entire NFL. Bill Belichick, I don't know what kind of magic dust you sprinkled, but you brother, you deserve that 300th win. That right there was your greatest coaching performance. Yeah, it was a great great effort. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Stop it. Don't do that. Don't do that. 20, 28-3 is his best coaching performance. 28-3, I don't care what nobody tells me in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you down three three or four possessions. Oh. That, 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 no. That, that team we're going to draw a line. We're, we're going to draw a line. He literally. Phil, but you down that just, much? And, and the way they would pick six, listen, they pick six Brady. They'd be like, I don't, okay, listen, well, that's a debate. They literally, he literally just took the Muskaki Pop Warner team and just beat the Buffalo Bills. Give the man his credit. <laughs> well, and the crazy thing is I read a headline I read a headline last week that right probably on Thursday is when I saw it and it said Patriots owner Robert Kraft open to firing Bill Belichick if uh, the Patriots don't turn things around at all. Okay. Yeah, Mac, Mac Jones have been benched two games on the trot. Mac Mac Jones benched, benched benched in Dallas. Everybody says his career's over. You know, he's he's a he's a plugged it and then benched again last week before last and then to do that this week it's just it's complete is New England vintage New England Patriots. That was on the weekend. And it was it was good to see it was a breath of fresh air for the league. I think it, I think the league needed it as well, you know, with all, with the parity and Minnesota beating um Brian's uh forty nine ers sorry Brian, but that, I oh, thought well, that was good as well. Right. They played. I feel the same way. Mac Jones, Mac Jones don't get no, he don't get no pass just because he won this week. Oh no, he got at least go on a two, three game winning streak. I'm not, he don't, he stinks. I don't, I don't care what nobody say. He garbage. Two or three game winning streak. They ain't gonna win two more games the rest of the year. That's what I'm saying. Like he just don't get a pass if he wins (laughs) this game against Buffalo. Buffalo's crap. They're crap right now. That's it. That that that. was their Super Bowl. Listen. Bill looked, right. took all his mad scientistness just to get to win 300. He said mad scientistness. I'm done with you, sir. <laughs> Call the numbers. <laughs> that's, a, that's an official word, by the way. <laughs> Five, nine, Von, man. Von, Von Davis. Davis had it right a few years ago when he when he retired at halftime, remember, during that game, and he just walked out of the jet dressing room, walked out of the locker room, said, I'm done <laughs> with my career. He's walked out. You know, I think I'm done. He's walked out, man. He's walked out. By the way, boys, Diamondbacks up four to Top seven, Diamondbacks about to advance. Well, you you keep bragging. Listen, listen, Brian, you keep bragging about another sport. What happened in the the Rocky Mountains? Hey, listen, you know what? You could – listen, we can talk about – listen, I told you, Sirius' team, the week he wasn't here, I used the Kobe Bryant reference. 
if we ever get to my team before it's time to listen, I believe me, I got Kobe Bryant's reference on on tap. The defense was awful. Oh, believe so me, was it was bad. Oh, wait a minute. It was well, bad. we 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 were talk we would talk about them here in a minute, but I wanted to give uh, TP an opportunity to talk about what took place out here in Charm City. Um, yeah, wasn't expecting that when it based off of how the picks came in on Sunday. Not too many people here in Sports City were discussing that either. Um, yeah, so, you know, James actually picked the Ravens, Mike picked the Lions, and obviously DP picked his boys. Uh, what took place there um, in Baltimore, man? I mean, I overheard you say something about injuries and things of that nature, um, but literally Lamar Jackson did whatever the hell he wanted to do. Uh, threw for 300, damn near. He threw for almost 400 yards. What what, what happened? Well, one, you you said it. We're we're injured like crazy. And we listen, since week one, even still till now, we're injured like crazy. Um, Two, I don't know how they're going to fix it, but um, they got to find out a way to pick up that extra blitzer. Um, God, they exposed that he can't move. Like, golf is really a sitting duck if they send that extra blitzer or the second blitzer. If they send seven and he can't get the the quick pass out, he's hit. Like, he, he can't move. He can't throw the ball away and get a, an intentional grounding. And he got he had, like, two or three of those. So, they they exposed the lines on that. Like, it, it, they got to send more than we can handle. And I'm, I'm looking at it like Montgomery's probably the better blocking running back then Gibbs can because okay. Gibbs just got to the league, so they can't handle that. And um, on defense, um, every time the Lions will play good D, it's like he's the 11th guy. Lamar can take off when he wants to. Detroit always has a tough time dealing with mobile quarterbacks, and when they would commit to him, he would throw the ball to Zay Flowers or terrorize us with Mark Andrews. He was on fire that game. That's why I was, I was so nervous because I know what Lamar could do to us because we always had a problem with – quarterbacks that could take off. Even when Geno Smith beat us, Geno was picking up uh, yards in the middle of the field. Last year when we played Philly, they lost, the Lions lost to the Eagles 38-35, and Hurts was the one killing us going up the middle because he's the 11th guy, like leaving him one-on-one on an island with a linebacker. And I didn't know that uh, Dan Campbell was having an argument with Charles Harris, so one of our better defensive players. He sat the entire game. Our defensive one of our defensive captains is arguing with him, and he's not only done that with Harris, he did that with Buzz, and he sat Buzz out the first couple of plays too. So it's like he keep playing that pride, proud stuff for whatever reason, and it's costing them interesting games. So I get it. Like mm-hmm. Campbell's still trying to, you know, enforce his will of being the head coach at the end of the day. But while wow, you guys are up in the power rankings, like top one and two at this point in time, you got to prove it. Like you can't be on this high pedestal mm. trying to take your team's legs out from underneath them at this point in time, especially up against Baltimore. But Baltimore's hearing this, and they're at home. You got you guys are undefeated on the road at this point in time. Like, you got to go out there and prove it. Instead, um, you let this team not only get hyped, they were on fire, and um, there was no way that they could slow down Lamar or Mark Andrews. I, I tip my hat to the scheme that Harbaugh and company came up with to uh, beat our defense because I'm still – not going away from Detroit's defense. Detroit's defense has played stellar this year. I, I, I love everything that the Lions' defense has done. It's just that Lamar is just a different dynamic, 
and um, you could put his name on the board for MVP watch. He he got to be, unless he starts falling off a cliff. I, it, this guy is ridiculous. No matter what, he's on a different team. I love the way he played. That's I, I, the same way I felt about Randy his whole career. Is how I feel about Lamar. Lamar can make you hold your breath every time he say hi, no matter what happens. So, and the Lions have to find out the hard way. Yeah, yeah. For, I got, for me, I, I, I did. Go, 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 Brian, go, Brian. I was just gonna say, I just got a quick question, man. Last week, Ty was talking uh, about his power rankings. I was just curious what his power rankings look like this week. Um, we dropped to six, but I want. This is the funny part. We dropped to six. They still got the Niners in the top three. The Niners are on a two-game losing streak, and they lost to one of the worst teams in the league. This is bullcrap how biased they are. I want you to know that. And, and, I mean, and by the way, they're, they're, they're losing with an injury. Debo gets hurt, and oh, we're going to see him by way of Debo being out, so they're still a top three. You know how I many injuries the Lions have? Do you know James and Williams was suspended for four games due to gambling on a college football game? Like, I don't want to hear this crap. This is crap. This is like this. Yo, y'all can save the drama for their mamas. I'm dead serious. <laughs> <laughs> I only heard number six. Yeah, that, that, that's, that, that, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. They that's dropped us to six after that. But it's true. At least, at least we still ahead of Dallas. That's all that matters to me. I don't want Dallas to be a part of us, please. Only <laughs> <laughs> ahead of them. Hey, Roger, Roger, I, 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 I wanted to give you a game to talk about, sir, before we let Brian. Uh, you know, do his thing, sizzle, man. The Chicago Bears pulled off a shocker, beating the Las Vegas Raiders 30-12. to um, Rookie sensation quarterback uh, Tyson Baggett went to work. Um, and, man, yeah. man, get that ball game accomplished. Uh, what did you see in that ball game, man? Did this game kind of unfold how you thought it was? Well, I think he's a breath of fresh air from it. I'm wondering if Fields gets back. I'm wondering, does, does Justin Fields get back on that team? The only reason I think he will is because of the way he played against Washington. But uh, if if Bajan if Bage continues, I mean, if he can get a win on Sunday, and uh, they you know, they they run the ball with Foreman like they did, I mean, Foreman was outstanding. Like, just really, you know, taking to him, that offensive line is coming together. Darnell Wright, the right the right tackle, the rookie, um, top, top, well, he's a number 11 pick, I think he was, but, uh, you know, Brian cover, cover, would cover the draft, he would know that, and I think he was, you know, he's playing the best of the rookie rookie uh, offensive linemen at the moment. I believe, just yeah. you know, that to turn around the way they have after all that adversity, I think um, Matt Eberflus should be proud of himself, you know. And to, I don't know, to, just to be honest with the Chicago Bears, like if they get smashed next week, I, that wouldn't surprise me either. Uh, it's um, they're the team really too. Too inconsistent for me. I, you know, I'm not a not a big fan of them, but for them to come in, you know, they hit the last the last game he won was a, a Division Two game, you know, Division Two college, and then he beats the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday. I think it said more about the the Raiders than it does about the Bears, to be honest. With you. I, I I don't have no faith in what they do with with Josh McDaniels, uh, to be honest. But um, I got a qu- question for TP with Marvin Harris, um, Marvin Jones uh, knocking on the head. Do you think that's anything to do with Jim Jameson Williams's return? Do you think that's why, he, like, he's, he's obviously going to s- slip down the depth chart now? Well, well he's sitting out. Going? They said that he's stepping away from the game. I don't know if he's like like retiring, but they said he's having family issues. Um, 
both of them are troubled to me. And I was reading an article not only today but yesterday. They're trying to consider Jamison a bust because he hasn't shown up yet. So one of them got to show up, whether it's Marvin or Jamison. But there's so much, you know, interest hype into Jamison. It's like, come on, man. You run a 4-2 and everybody want to see it be done. And the only thing you're catching is fly routes. So he got a lot to prove. And Marvin came back to us to do what? To step away. But it's a family issue, so I don't want to jump in front of that. But it's it's tough what they're facing right now at that receiving port, uh, position. Before we move on, Steve, I also want to say, what what a good fit Jerry Judy would be in uh, in New England with Mark Jones. I think like Belichick's link with Saban as well. I think it'll give Judy a, mm-hmm. a, a fresh a breath, a breath of fresh air. Yeah, I, I just think all of the Denver like players are damaged goods. They're brain damaged, all of them. Damaged. <laughs> well, well, why would you do that to Jerry damaged. Judy, man? <laughs> Brain damage. <laughs> well, listen, you, you listen, listen. Wait, serious? You heard what was it last week? The the lineman tolls, right? And he was like, "I'm tired of this. seven years of losing." And and the same dude from the um, the commanders did the same thing. They tired of losing. So you got to think if he shattered, other players on that team shattered too. What they man? Uh, I don't know. And, and Judy and them can't turn it together. And they got a good receiving core. I, I try it. Try it. Go get them and see yeah, if they can flip a coin. Here's the thing. I, I, I do think Jerry Judy needs a change of scenery. I do like the fact that he could potentially be paired back up with the quarterback who he's had some success with. Um, but ultimately, like, at the end of the day, you know, sometimes, you know, the quarterback college, you know, success doesn't necessarily translate uh, to the wide receiver uh, NFL college, you know, success. So we'll, we'll see, but I definitely think that Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, I, I think the audience, I think the Denver Broncos need to blow it up and, and start over yeah. um, and figure that I out. I, I, I don't think he did play with Mark Jones. I, I'm just saying this, the, the connection would be good and like with Saban and, and Belichick, you know, so they, they, they're really close to me and like, uh, like Belichick He's got like Saban's got his year and, and vice versa. They're very close and they give some good advice. I just, I just I just think Judy needs it because the way Steve Smith talked to him last week and talked about him was not good at all. Like, mm-hmm. It's just not good. He's bad. He's a bad player. Right, right, right. With that being said, I I I, I want to pop the top and let my man, you know, breaking news, you know, talk about what took place yesterday. Um. I said this in my show summary. Um, are we still going to keep using the same narrative that Kirk Cross is going to win, uh, you know, football games, that he's a mid-quarterback? Um, I think if we all sat down and watched the plays yesterday and we've been watching Kirk Cousins over the, over the totality of his career, this dude has put up some numbers. But, you know, breaking news, um, you had some injuries on, 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 your, on your offense that didn't necessarily – no uh, have injuries on your defense. You you gave up five hundred some odd yards, my guy, to a, to a team without Justin Jefferson. Talk to me about it. Yeah, no excuse. Serious. Listen, at this time of year, you know you heard Ty talking about all the injuries that uh, Detroit has. There's no excuse. Like the bottom line is, you're playing in the NFL. You're playing professional football. Everybody's banged up or beat up or. You know, everybody has a backup that's in playing right now. Um, but you did touch on one thing I quickly want to talk about before I get into the game. 
which is basically everybody killing Brock Purdy, killing Brock Purdy. And I will tell you, you know what? The the last throw he made at the very end of the game to basically kill the game was a bad throw. It really was. But the one before that, because he threw interceptions on back-to-back drives, the one before that um, was really not a bad throw. It was a timing and anticipation throw. The safety just happened to to break in the right direction. But I got to tell you, man, as much as, you know, Purdy has been killed, that's on the Niners' defense. The Niners' defense have allowed one 350-yard passer in the last 25 games. Kirk Cousins last night, and the other one was Patrick Mahomes last year in week seven. That's it. And that's including playoffs. They just don't do that. And there is some rumblings. I'm sure you guys have probably heard. I'm not saying he's not a good coordinator. I'm not saying that, um, you know, that uh, he's not very skilled at what he does. But there was a lot of questionable calls that um, the uh, uh, Steve Wilkes made that um, didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, end, of the, end of the half, 16 seconds to go. He literally runs a zero-man blitz where everybody literally blitzes other than Traverius Ward, who's one-on-one with the corner. 16 seconds left, even if he completes that pass, with no timeouts because they didn't have any timeouts and he just tackles him. I I mean, literally quarter over, it's a huge swing. Um, Some -hmm. of the blitzes, some of the rushes, some of the ways that that he's using the defenders is uh, not great. But the bottom line is these guys are professionals. These guys have pro bowlers at every level. Nick Bosa had one QB hit and two pressures the entire game. Uh, you know what, we paid all that money for Hargrave. We have, you know, Randy Gregory, who we just picked up, who had the only sack, by the way, for the Niners. We have Armstead. We have, uh, you know, a murderer's row, if you will, of defensive linemen. And the bottom line, the defensive line could not get pressure. The game literally started off, and I'm sure you guys were watching, you know, Troy Aikman, you know, singing the praises of the Niners and basically saying, you know, Minnesota's probably not going to be able to run the ball very much tonight, and it literally started off with a sweep to the left where they gained 18 yards, and it was just yeah. setting the tone. The Niners, the Niners, I don't know if they were looking past this game, kind of preparing for uh, the Bengals this coming week. They did not look like the Niners' defense. I have not seen the Niners' defense look like that in the last two or three years. That was as bad a performance as I can remember and for them to to complete, I think it was something like 70% on third down is just inexcusable. It's just inexcusable. There's going to be bad calls in every game. There's going to be some ticky-tack calls in every game that go both ways. There's going to be injuries, but the bottom line is you got pro bowlers at every level. You expect them to make plays. The only play that was really made was at the very beginning of the game, and we couldn't capitalize on it. And you know what? Brock Purdy still has less than 16 starts. This is, for all intensive purposes, his rookie year. And you know what? The kid got forced into a bad situation at the end of the game. They were blitzing. As you guys know, Brian Flores blitzes more than anyone in the NFL. And you know what? Yeah, he, he, he made a couple errant throws. But, I mean, before that, 
he was he was money. I mean, he was what what you would expect a young quarterback who's on point. The bottom line is the defense can't allow, as you mentioned, serious. You, you can't allow a team to, to rack up 450, 480 yards or 380 yards of passing offense, and they're missing their number one receiver. I mean, it was literally the most pitiful defensive performance that I've seen by the Niners in a really long time. And they need to all go take a long look in the mirror because most of these guys on the Niners defense have already been paid and maybe they need to they need to refine their hunger. I said three, four weeks ago that when you guys got beat the way you did, you were out on your anniversary. I said, you know, in the words of the late great Kobe Bryant, these motherfuckers soft like Charmin. And you know what? That's how I felt last night about the Niners. They look soft. The Vikings look like the bully. The Vikings look like the team that were five and one. They look confident from the get go, and the Niners were reeling the entire time. And yeah, you know what? Would it have helped if we had our left tackle? Sure. Would it have helped if we had Debo? Sure. But you know what? I ain't putting that on those two guys. The bottom line is next man up mentality. Everybody deals with injuries, and the Niners just got beat, plain and simple. And like I said last week, and I said two weeks ago, everybody's been singing the Niners' praise. I have not been that guy. I told you guys the last two weeks, to me, I think Kansas City's the best team in the NFL right now. I still do. I, I you know, the only game that they lost this, this year was without their stud defensive tackle, who creates pressure, <clears throat> and their, <throat> their stud tight end. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I got you. I got you. But <clears throat> you know, to me, throat. to me, Kansas City, Kansas City is is uh is the is the best team in the NFL. And you know what? Kudos to Philadelphia for you know, being 6-1. and one. They have found ways to win a lot of really close games. They've got a super talented roster, and they have a lot of really young guys that I think are only going to get better. And the Niners are, are in for a really rude awakening here over the course of the next four or five weeks. They, they, they better pull their britches up and, uh, and get ready because if they're not ready to play some, some, some tough physical brand of football, uh, they could easily find themselves being 5-5, five and five, you know, in, in four weeks. I start some trouble before you go on. We, I, I want to start some trouble. I'm gonna say it right here. Go for it, What you want to do, buddy? In front of Brian Hughes, Doc Purdy is a superstar. Do you hear me? That boy is a superstar. I don't care whether with them two picks he threw or not. There was a play where he beat the blip and ran for like 19 yards. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! He picked that up. I, I said, wait a minute. I said, this is just, just like Brian said, his initial first season, he ain't really finished, and he beat the Blitz and did that. He's so intelligent. Man, what? I, I want that. like Matrix shit. Yeah, he yeah. beat all four of them. They, all, they, they had him dead right in that backfield. He split all of it and got a field. I said, what? And he ain't no Lamar Jackson, no Jalen Hurts, no nobody. What? That boy on his way. He on his way. He, wait, till, wait till San Francisco got to sign that contract. Boy, he's going to have half of the bridge. Half of the bridge is his. They yeah. in trouble. <laughs> one, one of the bridges, yeah. Golden Gate and Bay Bridge. I've been out there. I, I know what Cali's <laughs> about. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to say this. I, I, I'm going to say this. You know what I'm saying? Again, I, I wonder if the 49ers were sleepwalking because they figured that the, that the Minnesota Vikings weren't going to take it to them 
You know, I kept waiting for the 49ers to figure it out. Like, even even at the end of that ball game when, you know, they got the ball back after the inevitable missed field goal, um, I, I expected them to, to, to go down the field and win that ball game. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I, again, I'm not, I, I'm not, you know, feeling the sky is falling or anything like that or people trying to come for Brock Purdy, you know, or anything like that, i.e., you know, Michael Parsons, but at the end of the day, um, I do feel that the Niners need to, to, to man up, if you will. You know, Trip Williams wasn't there, you know, so be it. You, you still got outran by Alexander Madison, Cam Akers, and a dude named Brandon Powell. You got Christian McCaffrey on your roster, hey. and you hey. got outrushed. You know, by a dude, yeah, that that that, that can't happen. That 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 can't happen at all. You got Brandon Ayuk matched up on defenders, and Jordan Addison has a Randy Moss coming out party. So that's on your defense, dog. And again, you hit the nail on the head. You you hit the nail on the head. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rewalk this dog. But ultimately, you know, you lose the turnover battle. Um. You get beaten this league. Fred Warner was a man possessed as per usual, but I honestly felt, you know, I'm gonna tip my cap, you know, to, to to the Minnesota Vikings, man. Like nobody expected them to win this ball game. I, I honestly thought this game would be over at halftime. Um, I had me a touchdown parlay going that didn't hit because, yeah, I, I, I was about to make some money off of the 49ers. It didn't hit, you know. So, so I mean, I, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, it, it, any given Sunday, anybody can get beat, you know. I'm I, I'm very curious to see what they look like next week coming, you know, with the Seattle, not Seattle, godly, with the Cincinnati Bengals coming off that bye week. You know, you you don't want to lose three in a row. You don't want to lose three in a row. And I, and, and, and I definitely think that um, this is going to be a big game for – the 49ers coming up. CP, what's going on, dog? No, I was laughing at you. You said, God, Lee. You did the, you did the Randy Moss. God, Lee. That's how I started laughing. Yeah, I know, right? You know, right. With that being said, uh, anybody want to hear anything else uh, before we shut down the kitchen this evening? Yeah, I just want to say I, I got, for Brighton, that must have been difficult to see uh, Jordan Addison go off like that from USC, right? One of your teams against, against your other team. Yeah, you know what? I listen. I'm 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 very much a a pro player kind of guy, and by pro player, not meaning not meaning pro athlete, just in favor of the players. You know what? Very finite career. Uh, I was very happy for the kid to uh, get the opportunity to go off the way he did. I just wish it wasn't uh, against my pro team. <laughs> but yeah, Roger, you're right. You know what? I, I'm always I'm always happy to see a game that's well played and, you know, limited injuries. So at the end of the day, you know what, both the teams played hard. Uh, and like Siri said, you know what, the Vikings absolutely 100% deserve that win. And Kirk Cousins played like a man possessed. And tell Siri to stop talking about my cousin like that too. Who? Tell Siri to stop talking about my cousin like that too. Oh, yeah, Brandon. Brandon started going crazy. Brandon was going crazy. Listen, I got one thing. I tried to stay away. 
I do got one thing I got to talk I about can't. here, and I think it's important. We 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 talk we talk we talk quite a bit of smack on uh, on a, on a few teams here, and I I just want to give a, a, a small kudo here. I know the villain's not here, but uh, his New York Giants were able to uh, knock off the the three and three Commanders uh, and, and and you know get their second win. Um, and to go up 14-7, great defensive performance by the Giants and uh, your team. Listen, I'm not going to lie, serious. I, I really thought this was going to be the first year that Mike Tomlin was uh, going to go sub-500. It wasn't looking good, but I got to tell you, man, the same way that the same way that Belichick has a little of that pixie dust, I think Tomlin have a little bit of that too, man. He made Kenny Pickett look pretty decent. I mean, he actually had a couple other throws where he hit pickings that, I mean, just a step or two out of bounds where he could have threw for 300. Um, so, I mean, this team is starting to round into form, and uh, Tomlin has shown once again why he's one of the five or six best coaches in the NFL. Yeah, just, just to add to that. I, I, sorry. sorry. I, 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 was, I you got, you got, you got. All right, buddy. Sorry, I, the return of the return of uh, Deontay Johnson, I think, is huge for, for Pittsburgh. I think like what he can do underneath uh, can really open up that offense for the running backs as well. I think I don't think it's I think Najee is going to get better. Jalen Warren is going to continue making the that offensive line needs him. I mean, he just he just he's all over the all over the his routes are so crisp, and he really gives Pickens. He's going to help Pickens and Fryermuth when he comes back. Looking forward to seeing Washington get involved as the season goes. Um, that that offensive line needs him. Kenny Pickett, Pickett needs him. Um, but he, he just a difference maker for me he was uh, watching that game Sunday. Well, well, Sirius can tell you who yeah, picked the Steelers this week because he's cause he telling everybody else pick who who picked the Rams, who picked the Steelers. Yeah. Serious. Um, <laughs> I, I, my. My, my my screen is not functioning right now, so I'm oh, no, Matt Canada, I, bet I, was a first, I bet I was the first good night's sleep 
Uh, Matt Canada had last night for the last three months. <laughs> I bet his wife had the suitcase. Suitcase is packed as well because he was on his way out. He's back. He, 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 he's a, he, he needs to go. He needs to go. He needs to go. But that means the pressure is on. We have to tell them the show. Roger, man, thanks for calling, uh, kicking with us from across the pond, man. Give us a plug and a close out. You shut it down tonight, sir. Yeah, it's good. Uh, well, mid mid season coming up. I thought I'd, I'd check in and listen to you guys. I, I'd really, really be missing you and really good to hear your voices. Me, me and Brian was doing like watching the draft we done Brian a few years ago and seeing how those players have progressed. Uh, you know the, the shows we've done, Ty and and CS, You know and and all the players we've talked about coming through now and you know a lot of them are retired and then that's how long we've that you guys have been. Doing this, and I've been doing this, uh, calling in this time in the morning here in the UK. It's, uh, it's good to be good to be doing it again. And yeah, I look, look to do more. It's always always good to listen to you and, and learn and just get our cult. It's good for culture, you know. For the UK and the in the US talking, the games are finished here in the UK, but on to Germany now next 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 month. So um, yeah, I'll be kicking for that. And we'll see how it goes. Thanks for thanks for uh, thanks for yeah. bringing me in and. Always a pleasure. Thank you, sir, man. Anytime you feel like calling and kicking with us, man, you're always welcome back home, man. You're always welcome back home, man. Thank you so much, man. Mr. Harvey had to jump off, man. Breaking news, man. Give us a plug in the closet and shut it down, sir. Well, listen, man, I, I, I can't start the close out any other way than to say what a unique and special opportunity slash surprise to have Rodney jump on at 2 a.m. Look at that commitment, dedication to Sports City. Rodri, we love you. Can't wait till the uh, the draft comes around again so we can uh, make fun of James for his horrible picks. But, uh, yeah, Back. check out www.sportscitychefs.com. Um, all kinds of good fantasy football advice. The chefs always have uh, information up there, news, info uh, for you to check out. Um, they do shows all the time, and I definitely would uh, encourage you to listen. You like baseball, you like basketball. Ty and the chefs have, have got you covered. So um, definitely something that, that I enjoy and definitely something that I listen to and download when I'm at work. And I'll leave you with one final thought. Six outs to go, Diamondbacks up 4-2, Ty. I, I feel like I might be no Tradamus. I feel like I just predicted the World Series. Oh, stop it now. Stop it now. Stop it now. Before I start revealing your stuff, you better cut it out. Uh-oh, right now. uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. CP, man, give us a plug in the show. I'll shut it down, my guy. I'm going to start a little trouble before I walk out of here. And that's right. Oh, Brian said, Brian said, and I quote, that the villain isn't here, right? So it was August 2023, me, Aaron Simmons, Tyrone Powell, Barry Jordan sat here, and we talked about quarterbacks, Dak Prescott being one of them, Daniel Jones being the other. And Brian brought up a game between the New York Giants and the Washington Commanders. The Giants won. You mean to tell me with less pieces on that offensive line that Tyrod won? Sit Daniel Jones and start Tyrod for the rest of the season. That's all I got to say about that. Daniel Jones is not that guy. You made a $160 million mistake. That's the problem. Tyrod looks okay. He looks like an an average NFL quarterback. 
Daniel Jones can't do it. You're crying about, oh, is the turnstile offensive line? Crap. Crap. If Tyrod can do it, why he can't? I, those are questions. In the words of Arsenio Hall, things that make you go, hmm. Check us out. Sports TV. We got shows all throughout the week. We'll be here tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, with the cookout. If not, just stay tuned to whatever we got on the roundtable Thursday. The, the fantasy basketball show is back, and the brunch is here on Sundays. We got you covered. Food for thought. Hopefully, y'all can still do these dishes. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Yo, thank you so much, CP, man. Yo, man, it's your boy Sears, repping that 412 and the 703. As I always say, it's such a privilege as well as a pleasure to be able to do this with you guys every week, man. I'm going to leave you guys with this. Basketball is back. Basketball is back. That's all I'm going to say, man. Shout out to the Texas Rangers for getting it done yesterday. It looks like the Arizona Diamondbacks will be meeting them in, in, in the fall classic here starting on Friday. Uh, we'll talk about that uh, on tomorrow's show. Um, but good God, basketball is back in your boy excited. With that being said, tell a friend, tell a friend the chefs again. And if they don't know, man, now we know. Sports City, Sports City, chefs, chefs. Sports City, Sports City, chefs, chefs. Sports City, Sports City, chefs, chefs. Sports City, Sports City, chefs. Kaboom, Sports City Chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend, it's the Sports City Chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports City.